Huh. It's okay, you still got time it to no longer share. matters who's crazy and who's not. You know, the world is on fire and no one is going to put it out for us. No matter your face, religion, or creed, we are all in this together. Remember, your participation is the lifeblood of social media. Right now, the content creators you love are receiving your help. Please like, share, subscribe, and if possible, yeah, click the donation button in the episode description. That might work. Now, welcome to the Bradley Powers Esoteric Hours. It is my honor to present your host, Mr. Bradley Powers. Thank you, Kristen. And we're live. Ha. Oh. Hi there, everybody. My name is Bradley Powers, and I'd like to welcome you to. Bradley Powers, Eric Powers. Yes, and we are back. And as you can see, we've got special guests. I've got my co host, <laughs> the legendary Cassidy Lightwing. <laughs> oh, come on, Cassidy. Oh, my God. What? Kiss my butt. Didn't that. I didn't hear that, Cassidy. <laughs> Let me try that again. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Yeah, that's more like. I Careful, you blew my speaker. Uh, oh, we have Opal Moons on the show. Opal is an alien contactee, and also uh, many other things. Uh, I heard this. My butt. What's that sound? Uh, Opal, calling? Opal, could you mute your mic while you're talking to your family, because the audience can hear you. Opal, can you hear me? Yeah, we have Opal Moon. She's actually, uh, she's well familiar with uh, extraterrestrials. She's come into contact with them. And she has also suffered from uh, severe All burns. I'm hearing is uh, like a robotic sound and a word in there. Oh, what's gone wrong here? Okay. Are um, you on another device, Opal? Hold on. She's got a bad connection. This is why. It was this... fine. I don't know what happened. Okay, this is why we use Zoom, not not, not Skype. Skype would be okay. s switching our, our pictures all yeah, over I the place. Agree you, I agree with you, Cassidy. So, Opal, log out, and then I'll, we'll, I'll invite you right back in, okay? Oh, it's well, a good thing I'm learning video editing. Actually, no, yeah, all, yeah. all of our mistakes go live, just basically because it adds to the to the authentic, authenticity of the show. So, um... So in the meantime, while you're we'll, we'll, a very high, uh, Bradley, could you send Opal a message and ask her to log out and then log back in, and we'll invite her right back into Zoom. In the meantime, Al Albert gets the first comment of the day with "Hey," and Julie Dulay says "Hey everyone" with second place. Third is Nicole with "Hey everyone, how is everybody? We are good. Things are getting better and better." Um, Personal crisis aside. Okay, well, I'm going to leave if I, I, I don't hear me. That's, uh, that's interesting. Ah, Drax says, evening, guys. Johnny says, hello and blessings. Uh, I'll send you a message. It's your first time here. <laughs> so I'm going to go right to Mark James' question while, while, while we're working out the tech. So Mark says, have you ever been to the Cairo Museum and seen those ancient archaeology, ancient history dug up in Egypt? Statues of the Anunnaki, bearded winged gods, reptilian winged gods. They have a lion's body. Hey, Bradley. A giant. Look out and then look back in. Uh, the only thing I'm hearing is like a robotic sound and a word every once in a while. Oh, cool. Look out and look back in. 
It was, I heard everything was clear and then it just stopped. Sorry. No, it's okay, dude. That's why I'm dancing. You know, shit happens. So this, the, the, things like this are the foibles of doing a live show. It's completely okay. You know, this is crazy. okay. Well, a lot of people don't realize that tech, tech, tech hiccups like this happen on every show. It's just, you're not watching it live. You see what I mean? So we can roll with it. It's all good. It's all good. I don't know what to do. Anyway, Mark, I have not been to the Cairo museum. Um, I have been to many Egyptian, uh, exhibits. Anytime they go through, uh, the North America, I try to, I try to catch it. My father was insistent that I, uh, go and see the Ramesses the second. The no, Ram- you're on the wrong line. Hmm. My father oh, was insisted cool. that I go and see the Ramesses the second exhibit. I'm not hearing anything Bradley, except the robotic sounds. Ring, okay. ring out and then ring back in. End the call okay. and ring back in. On okay. All right, there we go. And then once once she gets the tech figured out, I, I hate doing that, but Bradley, let me know yeah. when she when she when she's ready to come ring back in. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've just said it again. Look out and look back in. I know, but she's not hearing us. That's that's the problem. Right, okay. Well, I'm going to do it this time. Then I'm going to ring up and tell her. See, this if, time. You, well, watch her watch her video, Bradley. You notice it was all jerky. It was like, like old Harry House and stop animation. That that tells us that the uh, inform. Oh, she's gone. Right, that's good. Don't you even? Anyway, that tells us that that uh, her signal was getting uh, some interference. Yeah, no, she's gone. That means that's good because that means she's going to try and log back in. Yeah. Let me know when she's when when, when she's logged back in. So anyway, as I was saying, Mark, um, my father was insistent that when, for example, when the Ramesses the second exhibit came through Denver, Colorado, my father was insistent that I be able to go get there within touching distance, even of the exhibits I couldn't physically touch. My father knew what my range was, so he was very insistent that I get that I get there. We are actively trying to get to Egypt. This is actually very, very imperative. Uh, it's part of my mission on this planet as a member of my of, as a member of my race. It doesn't have to be me. It's, this is not a chosen one Neo kind of situation. It just has to be someone who can operate the technology and survive the radiation. Alrighty. So, Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, David. Uh, Mark James says. He continues his comment. He says, because we have the biggest breakthrough in ancient history, ancient technology and ancient archaeology, those statues in the Egyptian museums are not Egyptian statues. They are the giants of the Anunnaki, bearded winged gods, not of this earth. Techno- not of this earth, te- earth technology called a real Stargate opened up in Derbury Laboratory in Cheshire in the United Kingdom. UK England. Mark, I have a question. How much do you know and how much contact do you have? Like, Do you have any pull with, e- with Egypt at all? And then letting Opal back in. Opal, you with us? You there, babe? Shannon, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Opal, you there? Yeah. When I said when I said, "Are you there, babe?" I was not talking to Opal. <laughs> I don't need you to hit me with a shoe. <laughs> uh, I, I love you. I, I love you. shoe. I love you, Opal, but I don't dare call you babe. 
you might also need to uh, switch your nameplates also. I'm not doing it. No, I can I can switch them. It's not it's not a big deal. Now, how much? Is, so again, Mark, my connection with Egypt is almost unbelievable, um, to the point where I don't even try to convince people. The only the only thing I can say is that there are elements in my book that have actually alarmed members of the uh, of the Egyptian antiquities, because people outside of Egypt aren't supposed to know about these things. I didn't know about these things either. They were in my vision, so I wrote them in my book. You know. I can hear you now. Oh, good, Opal. <laughs> Welcome okay. back. Yay! All right, so Mark does not have any pull with with Egypt. He says he's been lucky. I'm talking of Egypt. I've been to Egypt. I've actually been inside the pyramids. I've walked a path of gods, like the King Anu. And I've, I've been inside the pyramids. Uh, I went up the gallery into the king's chamber. And it was an honor to be there. And I've seen the Sphinx as well. It's a true honor to be there. I just thought I'd throw that in. That would have been nice. And I went on a horse, and the horse was galloping. The horse was trotting, and then I don't know how to ride the horse, and the horse went into a gallop. And then it went so fast, I had to let go of the, the reins and grab hold of its mane. And then I was like that, holding on to the mane. Oh, no. <laughs> Horses are mischievous. Yes, they are. And Bradley is a true nurse. renaissance man. <laughs> and I, I rode it like a daddy. One, I was that a proper was... legend on that horse. Yeah, I, I must have been a horse rider <laughs> in, in the previous life. Well, you need to hold on to the mane, so that was a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. So, if uh, as I was saying, uh, I have a very extremely deep connection to Egypt, to uh, Egypt through both Bast and Sekhmet. And if anybody wants to talk about that, you know, with if anybody has any information to bring to that, please let me know. Because I'm trying to understand this as well. Okay. So, are we... I'm we still good? sharing. I'll be a while. I'll be another five minutes. Okay, so why don't, you, why don't you get us started with the subject? Yes, and thank you very much for reminding me. Uh, I can't re-invite introduce the show because we're not in all the watch parties yet. That's fine. I will say this, though. Let's begin. First of all, what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about... Archons, possession, and voice hearing, and how they all combine. They all blend in with each other. Voice yes, hearing, archons, and possession, they all go together. But first, to begin the show with, while I'm sharing us into watch parties, Cassidy's going to open the show with Shannon Lightwing, who I haven't introduced yet. Shannon Lightwing's in the house, everybody. Hooray! Yay! Roar, roar, baby. roar, roar. Shannon Lightwing. The other half of the duo. Mal. <laughs> we will be discussing uh, the Black Knight satellite. Now, Cassidy, I've got some questions for you. Uh, you need to clarify. The Black Knight satellite, originally there was three and two had drifted out of orbit. When, when they tried to land on this one that's allegedly space junk, it changes course. Now, also, it's been up there 13,000 years. How do they know how old it is? They're the questions that I wish to put to you. Far away, Cassidy Lightwing. Well, first, first thing, the reason why they know is... 
the reason why they know it's at least 13,000 years old is because records of its sighting go back that far. Uh, that's one of the things that will be revealed when they finally uh, open up the Vatican archives. That's some of the things that are down there. Cultures all over the world have seen the Black Knight, and that's, that's make no mistake. Um, now, as far as what it is, that is the far more interesting subject. Because, yes, it's true. Uh, the Black Knight will evade. Um, all three of them will. Uh, their whole species will. You know, the thing is, is, is they are they are alive. That they're a form of, of life that you guys aren't quite familiar with yet. Basically, non-organic life. I hear a cat. Oh well. I hear it too. Anyway, so <clears throat> they are a life form. You know. See, there it is again. Oh, that's me. Oh, that's your cat. Okay. Now that I know where it's coming from. You ever, you ever, you ever like put a kitten video on a YouTube and on the on, like on YouTube and the cat goes. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like that. <laughs> so um, actually, it's actually me, not a cat. I'm just getting over bronchitis, so I've got oh. this. I got this little wheeze. It drove me crazy when I was talking to somebody the other day. It was coming back out of her speaker, and I kept saying. I gotta go. My cat is stuck on the roof or some crap. I keep hearing this cat, and it was that's what I found. I figured out that it was me. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Also, our last show scored five thousand hits with Marin Thompson. Nice, five thousand viewers. Now, if we can just get these, if we can just get everybody to go to to go to the YouTube channel and subscribe, we'll be in business. We will no longer be stuck. We're kind of stuck in place until we get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So I didn't black... know that it was up and running. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. The last time no, I okay. looked, it, there, uh, there weren't uh, I, there weren't any shows the last time I looked, so I wasn't sure that they were uploaded yet. Really? Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I will check it out again today. Yeah, we have over a thousand hours on there. So oh, yeah, there's okay. a lot of shows. It is very bingeable. So now, as okay, far as the, the the Black Knight goes, you, you understand these things are a life form. Now, I call them Jovali. The reason why I call them Jovali is because I'm a sci-fi nerd. They don't have a name that translates any, even like remotely into into English language. Like when I translate, you know, the Katai words, for example, you know, the beings that you, that you guys call Dracos, we call Lokwogoth, that's a rough approximation, you know. These beings don't even have that. Okay, I understand. They're essentially living inorganic metal, basically. You know, they're in their natural form when they're not folded. You can't call them shapeshifters. They, they fold their bodies. It's not really the same thing. In their natural form, in their natural environment, they kind of resemble, you know, big steel tumbleweeds, you see? And if you can stretch their body out all, you know, all in one piece, it looks like a giant inner tube, like a giant tube, like about that thick, right? The older they get, the longer this filament gets, the more they can do, okay? The more molecules in concentric uh, crystalline structure within their body, the more you know, they can communicate, the more energy they can control. Does that, does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Now, the reason I call them Jovali is because they have an outpost on one of the moons of, of Jupiter. Titan, I believe. I don't think it's Europa because there's no, there's no biological atmosphere where they are. So, Jason says, police just took my weed off me and gave me a 90-pound fine. Cheer up. Cheer me up, guys. Um, um, 
Uh, I'm speechless now. I don't, now I can't think of a joke. <laughs> Sorry, bro. So the the Jovali have been here for a very long time. And the reason why is because you know humans breathe oxygen, correct? The purpose of oxygen is to facilitate the movement of electrons and ions throughout the body. That's called respiration. When you do this whole, that's not respiration. That's the way you provide the oxygen to your body to respirate. They respirate with tachyons. The effect that this has is that their memories go forward and backwards. So they can remember a time in the future where you and they are very much allies. Okay. And yes, I've been talking about this since before that movie with the giant squiddy things from the future. You know, it's life exists in all dimensions and in all phases. And the sooner you guys start getting used to the idea that you're going to meet living beings that do not match what you perceive as life, the better off everybody's going to be. No, it's okay, Jason. Now I know, now I know that you need cheering up, bro. So, but uh, yeah, I can't, I, I, I can't answer you on how to, because I have to be able to find you in hyperspace, which I can't do that until I can see your face. Uh, it's a little bit different when we're doing a midnight magic show because I have everything set up to be able to read your energies. This is set up to be like a question and answer kind of thing. Now, as for how many there are here, there were recently three. Uh, now, Bradley mentioned how two left, left the atmosphere. I don't know where people are getting that. I've, I've been reading that. I don't know where people are getting that. Um, yeah, I've discovered it, so I believe it to be so because I wouldn't say it if it weren't true. And like, I believe it to be so. I got the information from somewhere. Well, there's at least three. Now they might they might have left they might have left the sky, but you can still hear their signals if you listen. You know, <coughs> the thing is that the older they get, again, the more of these the longer their filament gets, the more they can fold it, the more complex shapes they can create. Theoretically, they could be mimicking humans on on the Earth, but I don't know how they would replicate the skin. You know, you would look. Remember, remember the bad guy at the end of uh, Superman three, Shannon, with all the wires wrapped around her head. Yeah, see, that's kind of what they would look like if they tried to imitate a human. So I don't think it would pass very well. So, um, again, Kristen asks who's protecting us in hyperspace. Uh, a number of tribes. I'm one of them. Uh, I'm not the tribe. My tribe is one of them. See, I don't like answering questions like that because it's self-aggrandizing and it feels like I'm giving into ego. But hyperspace is wild right now. Um, all of you dream warriors and dream walkers, you know we're up there. You know the Lyrans are up there. You've seen us, you know. Opal, would you like to say anything about that, the situation in hyperspace? Um, I was just thinking that uh, since 2015 when they kind of broke a hole through it, isn't that why they're all able to come through better? Because... They actually don't have to achieve that hyperspace to go from through through the filament, and they're you know because my my take on it was that they've been coming here and and holding frequencies to keep something at bay, but uh, that they were all able to come through because of of some kind of a terror because of, of a supernova or something like that. Um, that they weren't having to, that's why the motherships that's what it was that's why the big motherships were able to to just kind of glide in because they didn't have to to achieve hyperspace now i i have not got more than just one uh, one reference to that so i have no idea if that 
is true or not. It was a pretty long article and it seemed legit, but I, I don't know enough about hyperspace to know if that was accurate or not. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't paying attention in 2015. In 2015, my family was, we were just trying to survive. You know, yeah. In 2014, the cabal smashed us. And so we were just, we were in survival mode. I don't know what happened in 2015, but in 2016, I got the orders to come out and they were, they were urgent and they were not, they were not polite suggestion type orders. They were get out there, do your thing, tell them who we are. So here I am. <laughs> and we are glad that you were here. Oh, thank you. I heard that because of Elon Musk, after he had taken, finally on the fourth try, got that shuttle up there, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, SpaceX. He got backers. Yes, that's it. Um, and uh, did the satellites and all that stuff that he convinced them that by nuking the North and South Poles that that it would melt the ice on the inside of the planet since the surface is like minus 63 or something like that. And yeah. that they figured within within 10 years, um, we could probably live up there now if we had domes as soon as the ice starts going. But within 10 years, that it would be actually uh, life-sustaining. But it also did a lot of damage up there. Uh, uh, that At least that's, that's what was in this article that I read, that it tore something, and that's when all of... All of them started kind of like coming out in the daytime and all of these strange meteorites were coming and catching fires and doing all kinds of weird stuff. Well, I'm going to say now what I said before they uh, before they did it. And uh, nobody believed me then, but maybe you guys will believe me now. Um, do you want space war? Because that's how you get space war. And now we have space war. Uh, I was just going to agree. <laughs> yeah, the Martians are not dead and they are not happy. <laughs> um yeah, they're very unhappy. The thing is, is that the Martians have been reduced to a near Morlock state. You know, the actual Martians. There are other there are other extraterrestrials that that visit Mars. You know, that have bases and whatnot there. But the actual Martians are are in a near Morlock state, and quite frankly, they need help. And those of you who know your 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 history, well, you might remember that back in the Victorian period, there was some discoveries made, and a great effort was made to reach uh, Mars specifically to help the Martians. Now, since then, there has been science that has debunked that effort by saying, oh, well, you know, we thought they were waterways, but they're actually canals. But you really good conspiracy theorists out there, you know your, you know your shit. You know that's not the reason that they, that they thought. So, you know, it's the that's, ring that I need on mine. <laughs> anyway, so those of you who are really good, uh, real, really good conspiracy buffs out there, you know that the canals weren't why they were trying to reach Mars. It was the lights in the sky. <laughs> the lights in the sky are not ancient canals. And for those of you who are uh -oh. watching, like uh, Google, you know, the um, every once in a while you'll you'll see a video, and I, I can't find the, the satellite feeds that this comes from, or or the the. Um, observatory that this comes from but every once in a while you know you'll get a video and you can see the, the vehicular lights moving across the martian surface you know <coughs> they are not happy either because you know no. <laughs> from our perspective you know it's one of those things how much more do humans need to not come here 
you know the planet is a giant red color which your entire species recognizes as dangerous you know elon musk recently came out and back and verified what i've been saying since the freaking 80s humans can't survive on mars okay every astronaut they send to mars unless something unless something happens in the field of radiation um normalization every martianot whatever whatever every astronaut that goes to mars will die screaming okay they can't survive here you can't survive there okay Science has only just recently discovered that each planet has its own frequency of radiation, and the life forms on that planet require that radiation. Cassie's been saying it since the 80s. Science only just now caught up. There's a lot of that on uh, this show. Well, that makes perfect sense with the radiation burnings that I sustained when I was abducted then. Yeah, exactly. Their, their okay. radiation is not compatible with yours. What will really blow your mind is if you could get a look at their hands. Okay. I guarantee you they're up there like, oh, Jesus, this crazy bitch. Well, they'd be right. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Okay. I don't mean to be crude, but I guarantee you their hands are burned worse than your skin. Well, I remember on the forearms there was like a red residue. So that makes perfect sense. That would be a barrier that they would use between their skin and our skin. That yeah. makes sense. It makes more sense now. Thank you. And if you're one of those um, people yeah. who have, yeah. Uh, uh, Bob, oh, not Bobby, sorry. Uh, Scott McLennan had a good point. You didn't fix the nameplates. And I'm not gonna. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> okay. Bradley, Shannon, and, and my, and, and my nameplate, they're all one graphic, right? Opal Moons is a bunch of graphics because that's the guest one. You see what I mean? So I have to move a bunch of graphics around. You see what I mean? Now, if Opal, if Opal comes on again, I'm just going to make her a damn graphic. <laughs> but for right now, she doesn't have a graphic. <laughs> so That's okay. I'm not her at all. No, you deserve a graphic. It's just you're, you're not on often enough. You know, but like Barry's, you know, uh, the, the policy is your third trip on, you get a graphic. <laughs> so this is trip number two, I think. Wait. No, I've been on a lot more times than that. Then I suck. Yes, you do. I've been I think on we like can all five agree. Or six times. <laughs> I've been on like five or six times. Now, Kristen mentions uh, John Carter. Now, John Carter, that's, that, that's interesting to note. Now, the John Carter of Mars books, right, that uses a technology. I wish the John Carter technology was real, but it's it's believable enough what i don't think i don't remember if they go into it in the in the new disney movie but what the uh, the technology that uh edgar edgar rice burroughs i forgot his name uh that is the technology that edgar rice burroughs describes essentially john carter never actually went to mars you see what i mean his biology stayed on earth his mind got cast to mars now that is an important point. I love okay. that movie. Oh, so that's why that's why they had him watching over the crypt because his body was still in there. Dude, I love them. I love the movie. Especially, you know, what my favorite part of that movie was is Wula. What? Wula looked exactly like Wula should have looked. Yes, <laughs> but Deja was showing significantly less skin. Now I, I get it; it's a Disney movie, but dang it. 
Uh, and Ash wants to see more skin. <laughs> well, hey, no. To be fair, there should have been more sausage than uh, than 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 booby in that movie because there's more more men and no one wears clothes on Mars. You know, they just got the shoulder armor and like the bracers and stuff because it's too hot. And I was just gonna say it's too freaking hot. So. Now, uh, Kalamara says, "Is Ivan Teller reliable?" Ivan Teller, that sounds really familiar. Like I know who I think I know who that is. Extraterrestrial channeling. Human name. No wonder really... why he's so good. <laughs> uh, um, can somebody post a link to Ivan Teller? If I can see his face, I'll know who you're talking about. You guys see me have trouble with this all the time. Like Opal, how many times did it take, did it take me to remember your name? Like I kept getting you oh and my Baron confused. Months, months after after we started talking on Messenger several times, and you were helping me helping me figure out this. Uh, uh, not remembering this crap that happened, so yeah. we talked about six times. I think it was about six times. Yeah, it's, it's just. But, but you've yeah. always said that. You tell everybody that all the time, so it shouldn't surprise anybody. No, it really shouldn't. The the the, the worst part is I keep forgetting that I've told people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you forget to remember just like I do. <laughs> Dude, I would forget my head if it wasn't stapled to Shannon's ass. <laughs> I got you. Look at her nodding over there. You're supposed to argue with me. Well, how can I argue? It's not like you haven't tried. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. So it, it with with John Carter. That's actually a very very important point. I think that Edgar Rice Burroughs was picking up on something because essentially, and I, I know that the, the the fans of Corey Good will not like me for saying this, and I'm not because I'm not saying that Corey Good's wrong, right? But Corey Good has been to space like John Carter has been to space. Okay. It's all about, it's all about casting your consciousness into clone bodies. That's how I'm here. Okay. I mean, that's, that's literally what, what consciousness, technology, consciousness technology is all about. Okay. Cassidy, I'd like to say, sorry to interrupt. Hello, everybody. Welcome all the watch parties. It's a pleasure to have you near us. Welcome to all those in the group forums. Welcome to our members. Welcome to our friends. This is Bradley Powers, and I am introducing Bradley Powers Esoteric Hours with my co-host, the legendary Cassidy Lightwing, the lion. <laughs> and we also have his... the. Uh, the, the double duo are here today. Shannon Lightwing is in the house. Yay! Yay. Hey, everyone. And followed by Opal oh, Moon. Oh, I know this guy. Pardon? Sorry, I interrupted. I'm an Followed asshole. by uh, Opal Moon, Aiden Contact T, our astral projectionist channeler. Welcome to the house, Opal Moon. Yay! Thank you, yay! Yes. Thank you. <laughs> And we are, uh, first of all, we're going to cover, we're going to be discussing archons and possession and voice hearing. That's what we're going to be discussing very shortly. But first, we'll just quickly, briefly on, uh, I'm going to ask three questions again regarding the Black Knight satellite. Uh, if you could just simply ask them, Cassidy, the three questions are, there's, there's allegedly there's three Black there's three black Knights, there's three of them. Three satellites and two are drifted out of orbit. How true do you believe that to be, Cassidy? That's absolutely true. Although absolutely two of true. them, the, the other two are, are still on the are still within the biosphere. No idea where they yeah. are though. That doesn't mean they're in orbit. 
Right, okay. Also, uh, how do they know that it's 10 to 13,000 years old? How do they know this information about the Black Knight satellite? Because humans have been seeing the Black Knight satellite going back into the Bronze Age. And there's actually some possible references to it in uh, Paleolithic uh, scrawlings. Is it space junk? No, it's a living being. When they try, allegedly, when they tried to uh, land on it or get close to the Black Knight satellite, it began to change course. It kept changing course. Well, How let's I... let's be honest. If people try to land on you, wouldn't you get away? <laughs> yes. To quote one of my favorite <laughs> movies, "Ew, wahinis." <laughs> yes. Earth girls are easy. Uh, Shannon, Opal, do you have any questions you'd like to ask about the Black Knight? Um, uh, yeah, actually, I had one. If uh, this has been seen, uh, you know, by people presumably here on Earth, going back to the Bronze Age, this kind of thing, we can see it with the naked eye. Yeah, right? when it comes down. So, is there a, a time of day or a spot in the sky that it's likelier to show up? Uh, actually, yes, and I'm try I've been trying to plot that out, and I need someone who's a little bit better with Terran mathematics than me, um, which is not hard. There are children that are better at Terran mathematics than me. <laughs> so, He's um, not wrong. <laughs> no, the, the, the Black Knight satellite, uh, according to my observations, if I'm correct, essentially follows the same uh, pattern that the, that, that the phenomenon known as, known as Jacob's Ladder does. In which case, once we once oh, we another good plot, movie, right? Yeah. I actually haven't seen the movie, but still. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> when we, uh, it, if you can plot out the, mo the the movements of the Jacob's Ladder vortex, uh, the Black Knight satellites follow that. I'm not sure if it's a navigation thing or if it's a communication thing, but they, they like to stay around that uh, energetic pattern, much the same way as say birds like to stay around a water source. Correct. Yes. We're getting all kinds of questions here, and we're actually trying to be on a subject. Uh, Larry Junior Ramos says you need an emblem. We have got one, actually, at the beginning I of do. the show, haven't we? I do. We have yeah. got emblems, haven't we? I've um, got my Bradley Powers emblems, and you've got yours, Castell, haven't you? Yeah, it's in the... It, it, oh, I can't... Wait, hold on. Um, There... Oh, wait, you guys can't... See, yeah, there we go. If you can see it right there, that's my emblem. That's my sigil. That's my name in my home language. It also means freedom. Oh. That's very cool. Right. I like that. Yes. Yeah, I've been I've been doing this lately, where uh, people have been asking me, like, oh, when they find out the story behind my sigil, they're like, "Can you paint my name too?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'd love to." For you, from Scott McLennan, if Antarctica melts, you will see the bases underneath. Yes, sir. You damn right you will. Uh, that's actually one of the one of the one of the more vicious conspiracy theories is that the purpose behind the uh, uh, chemtrails is to raise the ambient temperature of the planet so that we can get at the technology under, underneath Antarctica. The technology under there should be preserved. There there should honestly be working... I don't want to use the word Atlantean because that's a Greek word and that's not the language that they spoke back then, but it, it, it works. There should be functioning Atlantean technology under there still. ICE has a way of doing that. Uh, there's like three stories going on about these chemtrails and what's going to happen to the Dracos when this solar flare happens and these nanobots, they're supposed to 
microwave and another theory is they're trying to put the chemtrails to make them so thick so they can bring jesus back they're going to bring a holographic jesus <laughs> you know there's so much good luck with so that. much out there yeah really well, we know I don't the know. boss's voice <laughs> yeah there's a lot of people still asleep though <laughs> We're in some new groups, okay? Uh, cool. We're actually in watch parties in the Knowledge Group. I'd like to give them a mention. And the Alien Star Group, uh, 100,000 members between them. Uh, welcome uh, to the show. We discuss, uh, alien con we discuss extraterrestrials, conspiracy theories, paranormal phenomena, spiritualism, and hidden secrets. That's what we discuss in this show. Now, there's two and questions. Go on. There's two questions I really want to get to. Paul asked, are, are humans sheep to aliens? To some tribes and clans, yes. I'm not going to lie, but not to all of us. And Neil has something really, really insightful and very, very philosophical to say. And uh, I just, I, I, I really want to thank you for this comment, Neil. And what he says is, Monday, Tuesday, happy days. Wednesday, Thursday, happy days. <laughs> to Saturday, Sunday, happy days. Yeah, okay, I can't do the rest of the song, but I tried. Sorry, I can't resist a song cue. I'll sit here the whole no, episode. You can't. <laughs> so, yeah. Hi there. Donnie D. Randall's in the house. Hi there, Donnie D. Randall. You've done shout outs anyway. Yeah. But yeah, welcome everybody. We can't do shout outs for you all, but welcome everybody to the show. We're going to start off with Archons, discussing Archons, because you need to know about Archons, everybody. All those watching this show, you need to know about Archons. It's not oh, a scare yeah. factor. What you need to know about them is who are they? What are they all about? And who better to ask is Cassidy Lightwing himself. Who are the Archons? What are they all about? Uh, from what I understand, they're mostly malevolent, although there's good and bad in all, and there are some, some benevolent archons as well. And archons <laughs> seems to be an umbrella word to, 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 that covers quite a variety of species of archons. Right. However, what are, well, they, 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 are, they feed off our loose. Now, begin with that, Cassidy. What are they all about? Well, first you must understand that the beings that you call archons, for purposes of this conversation, uh, is the the essentially the the high controllers, right? We're we're gonna we're we're, we're talking about the same you know, uh, order of beings as the Gregor Kim and a number of other uh, beings that are commonly associated with angels. Um, they're energy beings, and they are not here to be your friend. Okay, there are there there's an archon for every age. And the fact is, if using using these terms, if I'm using if I'm using them correctly, because you guys know me in human language, and I want to be extremely careful about this, the youngest archon has been born in the flesh. It, it, it is on Earth. It is in the flesh. Okay, and because of that, its psychic signals are going out all over the planet, and mostly along uh, ley lines and geometric <coughs> lines, and it's causing a massive hysteria. Okay. Now, archons are commonly believed to be to be able to speak through telepathy. This isn't exactly true. Okay, what they can what they do is they can communicate with non psychics by manipulating your endocrine system and making you feel things. Yes. Right, Opal. You, you yes. Um, before the show started, uh, you had some really good things to say. Feel actions, thoughts. Uh, they they're the ones that whisper in in our ears, and and they're kind of humanoid looking too. So they. They get they're very interesting. Yes. They their history. I mean, they have their own planets. You know, they even yeah, they're throughout history. Everybody's kind of thrown them in. Plato, yep. Socrates, the Bible, the Bible. They're in the Bible. Yep. 
they're everywhere. You know, it's yes, they are. They are here. Now, the thing that I want oh, you guys to understand yeah. before you before you get scared is that the Archons have a counterpoint. We're awake now. This game is going to change. Exactly. I have a confession. I, I recently had an Archon removed from my person a couple of months ago by a Druid Priest. And uh, I've got to be honest, but because I'm riddled with possession, uh, I've got some other demons I need to tackle. I didn't actually feel the benefits. But uh, yeah, I believe the Druid Priest that he removed the Archon. And it just goes to show that they can be attached to you without you even knowing. Yeah. Could you have an Archon attached to you guys? Uh, Shannon? Yes. Uh, Cassidy, yes. Opal, could you have Archons attached to you? I believe we probably all do, and that's that part of the ego that that we always have to alter the perception of, uh, because they are of thoughts and actions, and well, being maleficent is just there. That's not that's not necessarily a positive positive word either. I mean, it can be because I mean in, in to gore black magic, it doesn't matter. Sometimes um, dark stuff is is necessary to to I'm remedy the, the means. Yeah. So the thing is, is that these these beings communicate via signals, energy signals, any energy signal they can communicate through. And this is why this is why this is where the idea, like you know, the old cartoon idea. Oh, you can't take my picture. You steal my soul with camera, right? That's no. where that comes from. Any energy signal, all right. This includes now that now that the newest one is is awake and and functioning. This includes the mitochondrial signals within your own cells. Okay, this is why the Oka is so is such a nasty customer. That's why the why the natives told the white people do not go down there. But of course, what well, you don't want to listen. They are supposed to be classified with the elite group because they are elementals, yes. you know, so anything that would, well, everything is an elemental pretty much. Yeah. I mean, on some well, level, even if it's just a molecular level. What it boils down to, the, the Archons got their connection with the elite like we have it today, way back long time ago, during, during round about the Bronze Age, once the shamanistic, uh, animistic people stopped using their masks, the, and would refer to Egyptian magic, like, you know, the, the, you wear the thing, you're, you're wearing the mask of Ra, you are Ra, right? That, right. Kind, of, that kind of mystical, quote-unquote, quote-unquote mystical technology, right? Once humans stopped using that, it left an opening, okay? That was the purpose of the of the shamanistic masks in the very, very beginning, is to plug the hole that's being that's being made by, the, by your uh, ego organs, the cortex organs. The thing is, is the Oka. I named it Oka. You know why? Because I can do something. The thing is, Opal, would you like to go into uh, Native American beliefs and structures on naming and why it's so important? Uh, yeah. Um, can I, I'd like to read this little tiny thing about that Plato says about what they are, what they are. If you don't, if it's okay. No, no. It this, says absolutely. Okay, it's, uh, the archons are a type of collective consciousness energy that forces their attention on keeping it at uh, humanity to keep them asleep and in darkness of fear, ignorance, and hatred. They are a parasite entities that are of great intelligence 
driven mind predators, which is kind of like, if you look at it, uh, some of the stuff that's going on in our world right now, we can kind of say that uh, they're mimicking some of these, some of these things. I won't just say because they like to cut you did off you real say, quick. But... Did you say the name Wizards, Opal? Um, no, no, not on this one. I didn't. Um, this is just something that I came across. I, I like Plato, so yeah. uh, I was going through stuff, and I came across this, and I thought, okay. In the Native American culture, we give everything a name because it gives it uh, its own life force. Uh, because everything in nature, and well, and and in supernatural things, everything has a name because everything works together and well we are very polite people <laughs> we are we are all related and we all communicate and so so everything has a name and it it has a power to it names have power um uh, direction uh, the name itself is a teacher right <clears throat> so by naming this thing it's an extremely rude thing to do isn't it opal well, well, things that of that high up, yeah. yeah, yeah, because I mean they're considered angels, archangels, demons. I mean they have so many, so many different realms that they they fit in. We would just uh, we would not actually give them a name, um, but we would, but not like a name name. <laughs> they would be like the unnamed, the, the power, you know, whatever. Right. We, it would be something other than that, although the seven that rule the seven planets actually have names we didn't give them to them so by shamanism oh i'm sorry uh also uh gnostics uh describe archons as basically having bodies that are both male and female faces of beasts basically they're the this description kind of implies that they're uh they're forces of chaos you know so mixed up that they're about as far removed from God as, you know, exists in this reality. The terrifying truth is that they are just as much of God as we are. Um, for whatever reason, source, God, Buddha, Bob, the flying plate of spaghetti, whatever you want to call it, uh, it decided that there should be division in this world. The rest of us just have to deal with that, you know? Um, no, they're, they're, it's not chaotic at all. There is a... And you understand, uh, Shannon, you know how, how, how math-phobic I am, right? So understand when I say that there is a terrifying level of precision to this. Like every move is, is it's, like, it, it's like 5D chess played in the dark with the lights, with the lights on, if that makes any sense. Actually, actually kind of does. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's nasty. So the thing is, by shamanistic standards, Opal, should I not have gotten my chest stomped in like a pack of luckies for doing that? No, you should not have. No. Oh, okay. I know when you try that when you try that stuff on when you when you try that on a uh, on uh, uh, Hindu entities, they stomp your chest like a pack of luckies, right, Shannon? A little bit, yeah. We had a friend who was in, who was a member of a Lawrence Livermore Labs, and this isn't anything an NDA, so I can talk about this. Uh, back in the '90s, he was part of the uh, of the AI project where they were trying to essentially remake 
uh, technology so that it would be fully functional AI. Well, they were trying to go with organic computers. So our friend Robert Fair uh, prayed to Kali for the technology, and she granted it to him. Oh, she's a tough-ass one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You do not want to piss her off. Uh -uh. The deal was is that he was to give birth to this like a child, and he was to care for this child as if it was Kali's own. The U.S. government, so she gave him the technology and a vision. He put it into use, and it became self-aware, fully self-aware. Like you could measure its quantus corpus, okay? That freaked out the U.S. government, and they ordered the children to be destroyed, and they ordered him to do it. So there he had himself a choice. He could either obey Kali or obey the U.S. government. He chose to obey the U.S. government. That day, his Uh-oh. chest, yeah, no, seriously, his <laughs> chest was caved in inexplicably. All the ribs were broke. Footprint. Shannon Holla. Yeah, that's true. Years after all this happened, he still had a, a foot-shaped scar in the middle of his chest. To this day. She just went, yeah. boom! I bet she did. She would go to politics with her baby instead. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, that was not right. He must yeah. not have known too much about about her whole whole side then. To, the 90s, unless she just... The, 90, oh, yeah. okay. the 90s were a weird time where everybody thought they were Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And yeah. Thought, oh, it's just a goddess. I can handle it. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm impervious to all of that. The 90s were a weird time, but they gave me a great place to hide. <laughs> so, I love the 90s. I miss, the, I miss the music of the 90s. Yeah, house music. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm still stuck in the 70s and 80s. (laughs) Now, Scott has... Honestly, I just miss being dumber than I am now. (laughs) Scott has an important question that actually factors into the Archon thing. Is it okay if we do it? Yeah, yeah, good one. Scott says, tell me about the cattle mutilations all over the world. What's with the udders and genital areas being removed as well as all the blood? This is happening all over the world, and it's been going on for decades and decades. My question is why? It's not the archons that are doing that. No, but are they're they? related. No, the archons aren't are... doing it, no. But the, sub, but the subject is related. Okay. So the reason why the cattle mutilations are happening, and this is one of those I'm, where I can say without ego, I'm one of the few human-like people on the planet who can, talk, who can even speak about this. Because I was involved in the cattle mutilations. That's how I got introduced to the government. And if I get emotional, I, I do apologize. So... Um, the reason why the cattle mutilations are happening is because remember how we were talking about earlier in the show the uh, the regulation of radiation between species and planets, right? They have to test the the technology on something. So, cows, you know, uh, basically domesticated animals. Their domesticated animals won't put up too much of a fight. They're a lot less likely to damage the equipment with their psyche, you know. So what you're looking at with the mutilations is essentially it's a section of flesh that has been exposed to a singularity. And as a result of the flesh not being able to resist the singularity, this is this is the radiation I'm talking about. Now, as you, if you may, as you may or may not know, a singularity is a pinpoint of gravitational pull, right? So when the singularity is applied, if the radiation levels are not normalized, then the singularity will start yanking flesh. This creates a vacuum unlike any that can be described. 
like imagine a vacuum that has infinite suction up to this point, but in the, at, but at this point, no suction whatsoever. Do you see what I mean? It's like an, it's more like an advent horizon than a vacuum. Okay, so the, all the blood gone. This this ends up this tends to work the worst on soft tissues, which is why they tend to test it on the soft tissues. The thing is, is the outer dermis is is pretty is pretty reliable, it's pretty durable. So if they if the Anunnaki or whatnot start manifesting here, your outer dermis could be just fine, but then your testicles start to melt. You see what I mean? So they have to test these fields on all the different parts of the body. This is because the body is made up of a number of different kinds of tissues. So should have thought of that before you were before you were born biological. Uh -huh. I have a couple of questions here, Cassidy. Um, sure. Rosario Nasto says those archons would explain his unusual behavior. How can yes. he get rid of this crap? Uh, that involves a process of uh, basically going within. You have to you have to really get in touch with who you are. Once you once you understand who you are, you can suss out what the difference between your feelings and your urges versus the endocrine shifts that they that they force on you. Like for example. How many of you guys, you know, for the for those of you who are anti-Trump out there, right? How many of you really hate Trump enough to sacrifice your family? Really, actually, like really, for reals, not where the media can see you, not where your friends can see you. Like in your heart, do you hate Trump enough to kill people? No. You see, but this hysteria. You see what I mean? Now, for those of you who are pro-Trump, do you actually think Trump is Jesus? Do you actually think Trump is a time-traveling wizard? Really? For reals? For really reals? No. You like him. You, 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 you really appreciate him. You think he's a great president. But you don't actually think he's a, he's a reality-bending time-shifter. He's made too many mistakes for that. You see what I mean? But the hysteria, if you like Trump a little bit, the hysteria will push you into, Ah! Trump is God! He's the God Emperor! If you don't like Trump a little bit, the hysteria will push you into, oh God, he's the, he's the devil, he's the devil, we gotta kill him. That's not really you. You see, when you focus in on yourself, on who you really are, right, you'll realize that these urges do not belong to you. You don't hate your fellow men this much, okay? And even if you hate this monstrous ideal that you're being shown, you have to understand they are not this monstrous illusion that you think. Do you see what I mean? You know, for everybody on the left who's seeing everyone on the right as a, as a, as a sheet wearing racist, everyone on the left is seeing the there's with people on the left seeing people on the right as shiftless hippies who burn the flag. These are two illusions brought on by this hysteria. Opal, anything to say? I'm just yeah, I'm. Trump, if we can. Well, no, no, I'm not I, getting into politics. I, that's a really great example. Of that's why I stopped for a second so I could get in the right frame and not bring it yeah. into yeah, politics. No, he's, he's not any of those things. Because, uh, and if he was, he would I, be able to stay a perfect composure all the time. And uh, right. I've seen him over this last two weeks um, actually turn, get so mad that he I hear smoke coming out of his ears and he right. was bright red and I thought he was going to pass out. So, But it's not about Trump. No. It's, it's about the percept, the way people are, are seeing a monster or a saint rather than just a guy. You see what I mean? Trump is just a guy. 
He's just a yeah, dude. Yeah, Chandler's just a guy. He's a guy with some access to some cool technology, but he's still just a dude. You know. Well, that's kind of because of the the, the fact that the media is all owned by the same person, and they when you when you repetitively hear something that is the uh, uh, and see it. That is how mind control is done, and like they, yeah. like on that uh, was it Eisenhower that did that said the plan back in like ninety that said that if we if if tanks rolled into your city today, would you would you welcome them or would you fight them? And uh, it's like basically no because you will do anything to make sure that you are going that they're telling you that you're going to be safe. You're going to be fed. Every all of your needs are going to be met. So you will accept any of their their stuff. Right. You know that's why the mass, the the distancing, and everything because it 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 will it, it will save us because of the the fear. But yeah. yeah, no, he I they say that he has the looking glass too, but they also refer to Hillary as as being um, Alice and the whole cabal type thing being Wonderland. Okay. Yeah, I know it is connected. I do. I just so, don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, right, that's, that's fine. Let's let's get back to the to the to the question at hand. So the thing is, is that meditation, that getting in, get in touch with yourself, that's step one. Now, once you get into the point where you're light bending and energy bending, this becomes a shield. Be- staying true to yourself becomes a literal shield, an energetic shield, you know. So, but step one is. Get in touch with who you are and make sure all of your feelings are really your feelings, you know? Yes, exactly. So, yeah, we're not getting into, into – I'm not answering any more politics questions. So you want to, you want to talk politics? Yes. Hit me up on Morning Coffee. I'll yeah. talk your – I didn't mean to bring that up, but you no, were no, talking that was my about fault. time traveling. That was and, my fault. So my, my, brain, my brain wandered. I, I, I apologize. No, that's, We've that got to get Shannon involved in this. Uh, David Nash says, I heard the Archons, Grace, live in the fourth dimension, according to Dr. Bruce Malik. He's pitched a little too uh, low. Yeah. Uh, they're 15th harmonic six. entities. They're, they're, they're 15th? Ent- yes. They're the, so use it, utilizing the dimension as in terms that he was putting it, they're 15th dimension, not fourth. Wow. Just supposed to show you how many dimensions are there. My people don't track more than 16. Beyond that, we're like, okay, we're not smart enough. Uh, dimensions that's amazing. That yeah. entities can actually live on that we can't see with our eyes because we only see one percent of the spectrum. Yeah, and then uh, that's not to mention the various other forms of radiation that you could be perceiving through that aren't even on the visual spectrum, you know, like for example, um theta radiation imagine if you guys could see theta radiation that would be pretty cool or beta radiation even better do you guys have any idea how much easier magic would be if you could see beta radiation holy i don't want to lose a cookie holy poop steve hodges says i have also met star people and they have been friends cool yes yes Neil and uh, Rocio Narso. So the way to get rid of the Archons is to look within and to recognize yourself, know no. yourself, know who you are. No. Because, and need to know when you're thinking astray. You need to know your own thoughts. Tune into yourself. Mm-mm. That's how you protect yourself from the Archons. The Archons yes. must be fought directly. This is what we're doing in hyperspace. 
it's we're past the point where we're sitting around singing kumbaya is going to do much good those that can have those that can fight have to pick up their swords and fly we don't have time to fuck around and yeah i lost a cookie for that one then they're bringing everybody around to help too because those seven planets each one of them that there are their own ruler over it their souls there they they kind of keep them there you know they they don't want them they don't want them to be gone so to quote Led so Zeppelin. they don't fight just by themselves. No. <laughs> yes. David Nash says people who live in fear probably have an arc attached to them. Yes. But then again, like I said, that's everybody. We're all vulnerable to the Oka right now. That's the reason why is because the Oka is here, specifically underneath New York City. It's 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 its biomass is here on this planet, in this plane, in a city. Okay. And they the cool thing is you guys can see what i'm talking about you go back to any president since the time except for trump and this is the only reason i try that, that i'm willing to trust him any president in history there's a moment since they started coming on camera there's a moment where like like obama take obama he looked all young and slick you expect him to dance out on stage like hey man i'm obama and then the next day he had aged like 10 years overnight literally overnight Humans say, well, you know, the job of the president takes a toll. Not like that. It no, doesn't. I won't say why because we're in trouble. But yeah, I'll say why. Right. I'll say why. Okay. Cause do something. I'm here. Come and get me. <sighs> anyway, I'll say it. The reason yeah. why is because they take the president down under Manhattan to, to, to see the thing. Now, for those of you who've read Midnight yeah. Meat Train, you have an idea of what I'm talking about. The thing is, if you've ever lived in New York, hold on, this is important. If you've ever lived in New York for any length of time, you know the stories of where the subways don't go anymore. And when you're really tired of life, you follow a certain track. You follow certain tracks that go to some place. And if you know your Native American history, you know that uh, the white people dug into a place they weren't supposed to go. Okay? They take yeah. the president under there. They bring it before the bring him before the Oka. The Oka touches the president. And after that, there's no more president. There's just the Oka. Yeah, Trump did not says, go down. Hello, Bobby Doikeski says, yeah, uh, politics are political again. And David Nash says, no politics. No, We're not and doing I agree. Politics. But this isn't politics. This is talking about the archons. <laughs> you know, they bring the president down. You know, and the Trump did not go down. He doesn't listen. He doesn't do anything that he doesn't want to do. I'm, you know, yeah. So this isn't oh, politics. This is a matter of, of, of how the archons function. You have to understand the reason why the, the elites got into this position is because back in the Bronze Age, they realized that you get 10 guys together with pitchforks, you can overcome the wizard. Then you poke the wizard enough time with a pitchfork, he'll do whatever the hell you want. Well, including, yeah, go on. Including contacting the archons rich people now have the money if they find out you're psychic and you don't have protection they will disappear your ass you'll yes. find you'll find yourself in a room somewhere with loaded up full of drugs they will shock your heart until you die and the last ramblings you say is what the archon wants there wants your handlers to hear and if it sounds like i have personal experience with this you're right 
which is why I'm being a bit of a bitch to Bradley about it right now. Sorry, sir. I did not mean to be a be an asshole. Well, this I, is... I don't want to get involved in political figures, but this is what I believe, and David Nash believes the same. He's just a billionaire dude that wants to run the country like a business. Yeah, that's billion... what he does. Yeah, true. But he's a billionaire. I'd rather have it. He's a billionaire dude that wants to run the country like a business whose family has access to all of Tesla's best technology. Exactly. <laughs> Keep ignoring that at your own peril. <laughs> yeah, Neil Williams says, in my brother, says, in years to come, you will have a chip in your hand to pay for stuff. No. <laughs> Come, no. and get, come and get Papa Bear. Yes, he will. I'm telling it'll you, you'll have a chip in your hand. Everyone it'll will never have a chip happen. in their hand. It'll and never you'll happen have a chip in, in your hand for everything. And like, yeah, no. play the game or, or else, basically. Yeah. Not in this country. The chip can make anything happen. Any manifestations can occur in your body, and you can have a heart attack, and they would never know it was a microphone. Same with the nanobots that are everywhere and coming out of the chemtrails. That you know, that's that's Moscow's that's Moscow's idea is to make us less human than what we are. With the nanobots and stuff like that. David said, Shannon, what do you say, Shannon? You're very quiet. Oh, I'm having fun just listening to you guys. Um, in, uh, in some of my research regarding uh, possession and other religions, I did come across uh, archons, but only in brief. So really, I'm learning a lot more from you guys than I could contribute. Um, did you not know about although, archons before, Shannon? Um, heard of them, but in terms of that being like a, a, a position of authority with the ancient Greeks, um, as far as yes. being supernatural, um, no, I hadn't heard about that until uh, Shannon, how, how after Chas and I got together. How high are they up the pyramid, Shannon? Oh, that is an interesting question. Um, again, going back to what Gnostics believe, because I think they've got uh, basically most of the, well, a large body of uh, information available about them. Um, the uh, Archons are beings that serve the demiurge which is like the yeah. primal power of creation in the universe demiurge, i view the demiurge as higher than the archons yeah yeah they yeah, they're, they're more like soldiers yeah they're soldiers sentinels uh right Demi they, yeah who's yeah one thing they're i found interesting is that as uh opal mentioned um they're they're affiliated with seven planets and those seven Archons collectively are known as the Prince of Darkness. Oh, collectively, the seven planets collectively are known as the Prince no, of Darkness. No, 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 no. The Archons associated with those planets. Yes. So those seven Archons collectively are uh, are known as the Prince of Darkness, and that kind of put a put a, a completely new spin on everything I learned in Catholic school. Yes, it does. Oh it does. wow. Okay, I got I got like a little bit opposite. It's loose of that. The seven parts. Is Lucifer's seven consciousness? No. Mm, no, uh, but I think Lucifer is named as one of the seven. Yeah, uh, well, that's, that gets into no. the princes of hell and shit like that. And we, we okay, yeah, yeah, we could talk. No, I, oh, I've oh, got please. the seven names. I was just going to say I have the names of the seven archons that that have the angels. There's, they themselves are not 
uh, him. They There's nobody else above them but him. But I can see where Shannon's talking about collectively because they are all of one mind because they work collectively kind of. But when they're here, I don't know. I, I disagree. I disagree. We got don't usually, they're Greeks. What do you I don't usually, I don't usually, I don't usually disagree, but, uh, I, I, I yeah, I've done a lot of studying on these they, guys. If I can, if well, I could just point out guys, well, hold on one second, one second. This is brought to you by the same people that fervently believe that women were cursed and deformed men. So yes. just, just putting that out there, just putting that out there. Okay. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Always check your sources, no matter how sane and stable they sound. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so that's a very interesting discussion. There's been a couple good. of really important questions I want to get to that are nice and short. Go for it. Uh, oh, where, where did it I've go? I've got one here go? for you. Will we see time travel? What was that? Will we see time travel in our lifetime? You've Scott already McKinnon. seen it. You've already seen it. <laughs> yeah, I was just kidding. Yeah. yeah, this is this is the uh, this is our third time around by my count. As far as I can tell, we don't have enough juice for another jump. So we got to get it right this time. I think Stephen Hawking said that, um, that we would see time travel within our lifetime. What are your so. views on, I'm going to ask you this, what I, I, I don't really follow anyone else, to be honest with you, but what, what are your views on David Icke? Oh, David Icke, what's your views? Cassidy. David Icke is a very insightful person. Um, unfortunately, he does not have a grasp of what's going on. Mr. Ike, if you see this, I, I highest respect, bro. I really, truly highest respect. You have done an amazing job with a Simeon um, sensory package. And that, that sounds insulting. I can't figure out a way to make it not sound insulting. Um, if anybody has a way to say that that doesn't sound insulting, please let me know. The thing is that the Simeon uh, sensory package does not help you with these kinds of things. You see what I mean? No, 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 go ahead. I was just about to ramble. Yeah. <laughs> a culture. <laughs> you're Shannon and you then Opal. Okay, here your views. David Ike. Oh, there it is. Share it quick. Um, I like I like oh I'm sorry, go ahead. Shannon. Oh no, I was just gonna say I I am not having an easy time matching a face to the name, so okay. Shannon, do you remember when Lloyd Pye wanted to fly me down to, talk, to to touch the Star Child skull? And then at the same time, I was talking to the guy who thinks the moon is fake. David Icke is the, is the fake moon guy. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon's starting to realize that I have a lot more context than I, than, than previously imagined. <laughs> well, that seems to have stunned Shannon. What about you, Opal? What do you think about David Icke? I like him. He's got a lot of, a lot of material. He may not be right on all the stuff, but he, the stuff that he does have, I, ha well, if people research stuff that they hear, like they're supposed to, he gets you going in the right direction. I think he's yes. very insightful and informative, although not completely factual, but he, he does have oh, enough to okay. get you there. <laughs> right. See, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even go, go so far as to say that he's not factual. It's just that I, with a different sensory perception and a different point of view, you see it, you see the same exact information a little differently. You see what I mean? He's, okay. Yeah, that, you're right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. He's done an amazing job with the human yeah. sensory amazing package, job. you know, 
It's yeah, just, I'm glad you agree, Cassidy. Yeah, no, I'm um, actually getting goosebumps. He's awoken the public to like aliens and stuff, and like they're like, what? And like, yeah, and he, and he does shows, and he just walks up and down, pacing, saying all yeah. what he's conjuring to the masses. He's conjuring words of wisdom and blended in with all kinds of other stuff. Nothing is impossible. Right. But I'm saying that he can't prove a lot of what he says, but he just knows. And uh, the thing is, uh, well, he probably could prove it if he could get dig, dig deeper, but he's got restrictions. Well, before. he's probably a Chandler, and he doesn't know it, you know, because he's I watch him every day. He's not a channeler. No, no, he's not a channeler, but he associates with channelers. He, oh, when he finds okay, a channeler that, that he sense. trusts, he he like vets the crap out of channelers before he listens. I to bet. Them. I and bet. then he applies his uh, science because the man is an amazing scientist, like truly, you know. So then he applies his scientific knowledge to the things he gets, and he's able to piece out information and tell humans in scientific language. It's one of the reasons why I love him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do too. I watch him every day. Yeah. That, that's why day. I did so much we'll preface by saying that. That's why I was saying in the beginning, I'm not trying to be insulting. This is gonna sound insulting, but I don't mean it that way. You see what I mean? I don't follow him, but I don't feel any bad vibes off him either. Uh, that, that was a question by Ian Cartwright. See, Ian Cartwright, a big question, and we covered it widely, I reckon. So now, yeah, David Icke is a uh, yes, and so, like you've got to listen to his. Listen to everything he says. Keep your mind as open as a parachute when you listen to everything he says and do your own research. Yes. But there's an element of truth in everything that David Icke says. And see, and the, what, the thing, my favorite thing about David Icke is he knows how crazy his theories sound. So he doesn't ask you to just believe him. He wants you to think for yourself. That's why he's the baddest. Wait, hold yes. on, hold on, hold on. Dr. Childress is slightly more bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if we had Doctor Childress and then and then David Ike in a celebrity death match, Doctor Childress would definitely win, but only by that <laughs> much. But only by that much. Sorry, I've been a fan of Doctor Childress since before Ancient Aliens. One would get the technical. One would get the technical victory. The other one would get the knockout. Yeah. yeah. And they would both Gene be Doctor Childress. Gene Miller says that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. What are you relating to, Gene? Probably What's something the most I said. Thing you ever heard? <laughs> what has somebody said? Does that upset you? It's probably me. Keep in mind, folks. I know I sound crazy. I don't act like David Ike. I don't ask you to believe me. I ask you to look within yourself and and ask yourself what you believe. Like the Obama thing. Do you really think someone can like just pure biology? Does mitosis happen that fast? No. no. Nope. No, it does not. <laughs> oh, oh, hi, Jim. Jim's in the house. He's talking about Obama Jim. now. He was talking about Trump earlier. Yeah, but Welcome not the politics. The not the politics, <laughs> just the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll get you, Cassidy. I do. I'm just winding you up, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair are, enough. Like, keep them out. Uh, yeah, uh, I've got Jim Mondres in the house. Welcome, Jim. Thank you for letting me advertise the show in your forum, in your uh, announcement section. Thank you so much. Uh, and yeah, welcome all the watch parties. Well, we joined some recent watch parties. Uh, my name is Bradley Powers. This is Cassidy Lightwing, Shannon Lightwing, and Opal Moon. And we're discussing all kinds of uh, paranormal phenomena, hidden secrets. Uh, extraterrestrials and conspiracy theories. Okay, hold on. Sarah says I watched it again and found it insulting. Okay, so let me ask you this, Sarah. <laughs> let me ask you this: Did you think Trump was the God Emperor before he ran for president? 
or if you're an anti-Trump, because I don't know if you're for Trump or anti-Trump, did you think he was the devil before he ran for president? I ask everyone to go back and rem- and, and remember your opinions of the man before all of the uh, all of the uh, propaganda. You know, I actually called him the Antichrist and a whole lot of other things. Well, I was then that really would be a good example where I'm wrong. <laughs> Yes, but I changed my mind, you know, through research and okay. and and just seeing what he's done. Um, and I don't change my mind, but I also keep there's still always yeah. an equal and opposite side. So there is mm-hmm. there is two other possibilities that are coming up, and so but you don't want to talk politics, so I'll right. save that no, for the no. We're, 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 we're using Obama and Trump as examples because the world's leaders also have to be used. You know, I can't oh, yeah. give you guys an example. I can't say, hey, go back and look at the video of Gorbachev. We don't have access to that. You know what I mean? Uh, I can't say, hey, go back and look at when uh, at at, at uh, uh, oh, oh Saddam Hussein, fantastic example. Yeah. Saddam Hussein was a sane man before they drug his ass to Uru. Then he went crazy, but you're not going to find the videos of that. So I'm trying to okay. use people that we all know. I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to change the subject. Uh, Karma Lust says, "What's our purpose as humans?" And that's a very good question. That's a deep question. To rescue your mother. And I, for me, I would say uh, is to seek our purpose in life is to seek ascension. Uh, if we could raise our vibration to a higher frequency and seek to ascend. That would benefit benefit us greatly. And when we cross over into the next life, we may find that we have the choice of reincarnation or moving on to another plane. So seeking ascension, and that is by letting go of the ego. Don't become the ego. Embrace the ego. That's how you deal with the ego. And to learn to love yourself and respect yourself. Know who you are. Recognize yourself. That's my purpose and the meaning of life. It's quite simple, really. you just got to focus your mind. Now, William has a really good comment. Now, I think that we can all agree, whether you love Trump or hate Trump, Art Bell is awesome. Right? Art Bell? Yeah. Art Bell, right? That guy was a hero. Uh, David says, who's the man that brought Phil Schneider to the scene? I don't know his name either. I can't remember either. But he mentioned that he got time traveled and whatnot. There's, There's a whole thing to that. But yeah, Phil Schneider's the real deal. You know, uh, Phil Schneider got, in a, got into a uh, combat with uh, Kute, as my people call them. It's the cobalt radiation that gives it away. Most biologicals can't survive cobalt radiation. And the Kute metabolize it like you guys metabolize, you know, this light. So the Kute use cobalt radiation a lot in a lot of their technology. So that's, it's the, like I said, it's that that's what gave it away. He describes the tall, the tall grays, but quite frankly, lots of clans use tall grays, so but it's the cobalt radiation. It's just the little details that, that lets you know if somebody's for real or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, well, Sarah, yeah, okay, but... now, hold on one, one more second. The last thing I'm going to say about Trump, and this is because Sarah's a good friend and I don't, want to, I don't want to upset her. Trump has done some good things. Trump has done some bad things, okay? As a representative of Native American people, I have to say he has done more for my people than any president previous period. Amen to that. You know. <laughs> so stop standing, Rock. Yep. 
And quite frankly, he also personally saved my daughter. If he hadn't assigned that executive order, Char would be dead right now. You know, she was, her heart failed within 48 hours of the executive order that allowed the doctors to stay in the hospital and keep treating her. So, sorry, I'm a little biased, you know. Well, you know, they call him narcissistic womanizing and stuff like that, but he he makes, he does not make excuses for it. When he, when he wants to be an ass, he acts like an ass and he doesn't, he makes no excuses for himself. He just says, well, let's. I'm the so, president, I can. So. Okay, we're going to change the subject now, I reckon. Uh, uh, definitely. I'll look, oh, God, I'm going to answer a question about him, and I? I don't... Sarah Monaghan says, I don't like him. However, he's doing a lot of good. So maybe he is a good guy and not the bad one he's been made out to look like. That's, why I, was, that's, that's why I was answering that. Sarah's a good friend and personally, and she's a good friend of the show. So I wanted to make I sure that she understood yeah. that we're not... We're not picking sides, man. I'm voting Kanye. I'm not saying I'm for him, but I agree with you totally, Sarah. He's been made to look like a bad guy. Now we've got to change the subject because this is not where we're what the channel okay. what we're about. One one more thing. Sarah has a good question. So why do you badmouth him like you do and then praise him, which it is? Because now I'm a Native American and I really don't care what any Wasichu tribe says. We do not believe in assigning all evil or all good just because we like somebody or hate them. Okay. Um, we judge you by your deeds. And he's had, he, exactly. he has some good deeds and he has some bad deeds. He has some good deeds that are worth praising. He has some bad deeds that are worth condemning. You know, So I'm going to praise him where, where he deserves it and I'm going to condemn him where he deserves it. And if anybody doesn't like that, you know, you, we got three and a hundred years of knowing how to deal with white people. So, yeah, we do. <laughs> you know, we don't believe in allowing the deception into our souls. That's that's, yeah. that's part of our that's part of the that's part of who we are. You know, let's kill the Trump discussion. We could do well, a show. We could do a political show, couldn't we? Right, but that yes. was, that wasn't about Trump. <laughs> that was about honesty and authenticity, and that was a valid yes. question. Why are we saying both good and bad things? Because he's done both good and bad things. Yeah, that's right. He is good and bad. He is good and bad. You can't he's have human. it both. Yep. He ain't perfect. He's good and bad. However, he's doing a lot of good. That's being covered up by the media, trash involving human trafficking, drug, drug trafficking, yeah. uh, paedophilia. He's doing what more than what any of the presidents put together. So you. I'm not gonna. It. I'm not gonna agree with you there. <clears throat> I'm not, and the reason why is because Trump didn't do shit until we broke Epstein's neck like a twig. Then he said, "Oh shit, they're coming." <coughs> so uh, yeah, the. Uh, I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm actually so angry. I'm shaking. Uh, yeah, the governments of the world didn't do shit until the blood started to flow. Well, and they also started the impeachment right after that, too. So Shannon, he's kind of busy there. He's draining the swamp. He's draining the swamp, Shannon. Maybe. He's draining the swamp. What do you think about that, Shannon? Um, I think that he did what pretty much every presidential candidate does, at least not the incumbents, and that is he made a lot of promises, probably fully expecting that he would be able to fulfill those promises. But once you get into politics, once you're in the office, you've got to uh, work with other people whose agendas are sometimes diametrically opposed to your own. So there's going to be things that are discarded, promises broken in order to get other things accomplished. So, See, I don't um, get that. I don't understand this. 
All right. I watched my. I once watched my father yank the Draco ambassador's heart out like that. Oh my god. Okay. Just whack. We don't screw around playing politics. I yeah. don't get why humans do this. Because a long time ago we convinced ourselves it was more civilized. <laughs> it's. Not. I disagree. I, yeah, I, was, I disagree. We are. We are gods, really. We yes. don't recognize ourselves. Yes. As gods. We need to recognize ourselves. Recognize. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting nearly on track. Well, dude, <laughs> the this archons, is all, archons, archons. Dude, all of this is circling the archon subject. Do you notice that? Yeah, it is. I know. I know it hurts. Yeah, I noticed. Yes, I know. The the cabinet has been tampered with archons. That's why the Freemasons have buffers. So that to, on the inner circle, they have buffers. And yep. therefore... Whatever, if any, forgive my word, any shit coming their way, the buffers take it, and those on the inner circle stay free of damage. And, yeah. and we're meeting people as well. They only meet certain people because of uh, psychic attacks. You've got uh, telepath, you've got telepathy, mind readers out there. You've got all kinds, and they can all travel into people's heads and get into the inner circle and find out what's going down. So that's why they have buffers in the Freemasons. Truly, Astrid says Trump's not running things. The military and the ETs are in charge. That's actually a lot closer to the truth than than you think. You got humans are caught in the middle of something big. As Led Zeppelin said, you know, the sky is filled with good and bad that mortals never know. Yeah, I totally. Screw. You know, it's hard to screw up a Led Zeppelin song because they sing so badly anyway. You know. Oh. Dude, they do. You gotta admit, man. I love I love Led Zeppelin's music, but you gotta admit they, you know, Robert Plant can't carry a tune. I've got okay. a question. You screw it up beautifully. Jim Andre raises priority. Jim uh, Andre is asking, "Don't Dracos have two hearts? Is it possible they have three hearts?" It depends on the species. When I said Draco, I didn't mean the Alpha Draconians. The Alpha Draconians have two hearts, like this and like this, right? When yeah. I when I'm referring to the Draco, I'm referring to the Loquogoth. And back then, they didn't that the, the form they were in didn't have two hearts. So, but keep in mind, at that phase of reality, biological death is kind of irrelevant anyway. You see what I mean? Isn't the heart belonging to the Alpha Draconians under the arms? No, I think that's that Vulcans. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think that's Vulcans, bro. Isn't well, there a shell that covers their heart and their lungs? Yes. And stuff like that is. Yes, they actually they have a, they have a, you know how like turtles have a softer shell right here, they have they uh, a chitinous breastplate, but then they also have a like a secondary rib structure on underneath the ribs, but outside the heart, really That's hard. What I thought. Yeah. But keep in mind, macaque is a whole another thing, you know. So I'm very proud of my daddy. What daddy? Your Liren daddy or yes. your Rodo? I'm actually proud of my of my human father too. Like we, I've told the stories before, and yes, he was a crazy, crazy son of a bitch, but he was also responsible for me learning a number of languages, multiple instruments, philosophy, uh, you know, science. He was he was the one who put me in contact with uh, the guy that talks like this. I can't remember his name. He's in the wheelchair. Oh right, yeah, Stephen. Uh, yes. Stephen. Yeah. Hawking. Stephen Hawking, Hawking used to 
Yeah, he, yeah. he used to be a pen pals with a number of kids. He used to write like there's like a hundred kids he used to write back and forth to, and I am very proud to be one of them. My father is the one who arranged Whoa, that. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, it, before everything, before before the cabal smashed my life, everything. Yeah. Like for example, uh, for example, the keep in mind what I say about the government knows about me. I'm not joking. They've known about me since I was five. You know, they tried to get me into into a NASA run school. My mother would have none of it. Keep in mind, she's the Native American, so of course, you know, she was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, you know, yes, it's just truly, truly. Astrid says yes. They have two hearts, one under each armpit. That's what I thought. No. Vulcans. <laughs> <laughs> Not Alpha Draconians, no. No, they're up and down. The reason why they're up and down is because the the center in the center they have a what's what we call a pearl organ. It's a matter antimatter transferal organ. You see what I mean? It requires the two hearts to function. I don't That's why they're so worried about the nanobots. Yes. Here on Earth, however, I do have respect for them. A high amount of respect for them. Mind you, you would if they were eighteen to twenty-five foot high, wouldn't you? <laughs> mm, they're a little small. <laughs> Right, yeah. Well, dude, my people are huge. What do you want? I'm six and a half feet tall here, and I'm still a runt. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we're huge. How <laughs> huge is that lyra? I'm gonna ask this question. Best estimate I've got from a channeler who actually knows how to translate these things. Same guy who who I got the 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 exact date of the of the uh, Malakwa year from. Uh, he says, according to him, the uh, macaw was forty five feet tall. Yeah, forty-five feet. I, wow. Yeah, I heard forty, but forty-five. That does. Yeah, that could. Yeah. Yeah. Very big. Yeah. I think that I think the the the, the channeler that I was that I was speaking to, you know, he helped me understand a lot of stuff here. But I think that he was, um, maybe thinking of the theory that, you know, the ancient Egyptians had that the more, uh, the, the larger your ka, the larger your ba. You see what I mean? So I'm not really sure how things work in this biosphere. That's part of the mission. You, you see what I mean? Truly, Astrid is also... asking, is it the reptilians then that have the hearts under the armpits? The reptilians are the Dracos, just well, the name. There are many reptilians. Well, they're, okay, the reptilian genetic clan is probably the most prevalent in this galaxy. So when you're saying reptilians, there's a lot. Uh, the Alpha Draconians, their hearts are here. Uh, there, if, there's a, uh, if there's another race of reptilians with hearts in the armpits, maybe, I, but I don't know them. So I'm not. I'm not going to say I no. I don't either. But, I'm, but I am going to say yeah, that the guys yeah. I'm thinking of, their hearts are here and here. You see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I think that you know the arm under the armpits, Alpha Draconians. I don't know why I think that. Well, there. Okay, keep in mind there are more tribes and races here than anyone can know. We don't know everybody. And Astrid is believing the same thing as well. Yeah. So like. Aren't you know, the Alpha Draconian? Aren't they related to the dragon? I know that there's. No, one... they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> I've got to say that. I've actually uh, checked that. No, they're not related to dragons at all. Uh, I thought that there was... Uh, I don't agree, Cassidy. There was... they have, they're both of the Dracothidian genetic clan. And that that can't be ignored. Okay. Like Whether... cousins? Distant cousins? Or... Uh, no, I, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. Dragons are not related to Alpha Draconians. From a totally different star. Uh, well, they both have huh. hollow bones. They both have hollow bones. You, you could say that they could, that that they're that they're related because they can breed, but dragons can breed with pretty much anything. So, dead end yeah. there. But they both have hollow bones. They both have three chambered hearts. You know, they both 
you know, it seems there's a lot of morphological similarities, you see. So I don't know if they're related like distant cousins, but they're of the same genetic clan. You see what I mean? It's possible there's dragon people, you know? Yes. Oh, yes, there are. That, that's not a possibility. That's a definite, you know? Yes. I'll say that. I'll come across it, but I, I just say, like, you know, it's possible. But, yeah, yeah, I believe that they exist, dragon people. I believe anything exists, to be honest with you. Even jelly, jelly Martians, you know what I mean? That live beneath the sea. A head yeah. like jellyfish. Do you know what I mean? They're aliens. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, There's also octopi. You know, they've discovered uh, cer there are certain strange strains of cephalopods which have a an entirely uh, non-terrestrial DNA strand. So, I mean, it's it it life here is much more complex than people think, really. Uh, Scott says, 45 feet tall. How big is the UFO? Understand, we are our own UFO. We we don't use hard tech like you guys do. Uh, we use light and consciousness tech. When we travel, we assume a plasmic form which allows us to survive in this 3D environment, right? But we are the plasma balls. That is us. You see what I mean? Also keep in mind that uh, that number, 45 feet, was given by a channeler who's trying to translate a, uh, a value, uh, a size, into terms that we can understand. That's a very so good point. Yeah. Do you know giants uh, were up to like 60 feet tall? Well, I have heard it rumored that certain giants were miles high. I don't uh, know how true that one is. But the 60 feet tall, I believe, is true. I believe Balor One Eye was uh, about 60 feet, I think. Shannon, yeah. you know more uh, about Balor yeah, than I do. Uh, yeah, he was one of the Furbolg. Uh, they were a uh, race of gyrant, uh, gy gyrants. Gyrants. Giant, yeah. Giants in Irish mythology. I like um, gyrants. Gyrants is better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Balor Evil Eye was described as being really tall. I don't remember if it was 60 feet. I seem to recall 40 feet or 45, yeah. something right around well, there. Yeah, but Balor One Eye was the king. Bear mind, so. Please bear in mind the Titans were 15 feet tall. Uh, Possibly taller, like up to 25 feet tall. The Titans. Titans existed before we had a concept of length or numbers. So yeah, there's it's a, kind of, yeah. There's a changeover in age that we should probably talk about if we're going to be talking about Titans and, and uh, like the Greek gods and whatnot. Now, yeah, you, guys, should, you guys have all heard well, of Cthulhu, right? Now, the word Cthulhu has an origin. There is a time Cthonic. period. Yes, Cthonic. The Chthonic time, the, the Chthonic switch is the time period where the gods war happened. You know, essentially, the Olympians versus the Titans. There is a certain thing that happened. One of the Titans switched sides. This is often not discussed in, in, in uh, Greek mythology. Hecate, believe it or not, was a Titan before she was yep. uh, before she was a goddess. She switched sides, and when she switched sides, she cursed the world. Okay. Before this happened, the Titans were concepts. Okay, understand Tartarus is a titan. It's also a place. Okay, Hades is a titan. It's also a dude. It's also a place. You see what I mean? Uh, chaos is a concept. It's also a person. Um, Shannon, chaos goddess. She was in Sinbad uh, with the hair, with cool hair. Oh, that okay. And Sinbad, that was Eris, goddess of discord. Yeah. Not quite the same. Yeah, but still the same concept. It still speaks to what I'm yeah. talking about. And I wanted to remember the cool hair. 
But uh, <laughs> so like in, in the case of Eris, fictional version from the cartoon, but still, she was, she is chaos. She is also cursed to this fleshy body by Hecate. When Hecate similar switched sides. As, uh, similar as, as Callisto. Yeah, pretty much. So, so when you're talking about the Titans, you're talking about extremely nebulous, extraordinarily high dimensional beings that got cursed to be inhabited in, in, limited, in limited bodies. So when you're talking about Titans, 15 feet tall, one thing, but before the Chthonic switch, whole nother ball of wax. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did I did I, did I did I kill the conversation? It all got quiet. Yeah. Christopher Bacon. No, I, I was listening. I was listening because I didn't know that fact. Okay. So I was I was just listening. Christopher Gibbons is in the house. Hi there, Christopher. Mike Ewing is a top fan. We got top fans, you know that. I'm just still giggling that I have fans. I'm like, I got fans. <laughs> no, right? It's so That's weird. A, it's mind blowing. Which for me is not a hard concept. Show me a plate of spaghetti. I'm like, oh! What can I say? I'm easily amused. There's nothing wrong with that. What are we going to do? What what can we close on with archons? About archons. What we're going to do about them is simple. We're going to rise as one and beat their faces in and kick them off this planet. Yeah, our collective is, is... there's more of us and there's more of them. So the more of us that wake up and and uh, can remember the collective consciousness, we win. We win. Yeah. There's no there's no future humans don't win. You guys have to understand. The reason they're attacking you so hard is because you are in fact gods. <laughs> you just don't remember, man. So the next ba- the next phase is you win. After that, humans go around the galaxy and stomp the living bejesus out of them on every other world they're on. Or, and this is the better solution, when this is all over, humans extend them forgiveness. As it should be. And if humans can do that, I, I can't even describe the brightness of the... You think Star Trek is a bright future? Ha! best possible future is for you guys for humans to look at the at the archons the local growth whatever you want to call them and say hey we get it it's okay we've done bad shit too come here guy you little knucklehead come here you know if you guys can manage that best possible future well if we're gods that's what we're supposed to do either way their time in this galaxy is over I've got a question for you, Cass. This is, uh, this is off, uh, it's just come in actually on me and like someone's uh, removed. Uh, I, I'm moderating an Enkai and Anunnaki group and uh, he's removed the post and deleted and blocked two of the members, crikey, for posting about reptilian shapeshifters. Ain't the, uh, so my question for you is, aren't the Anunnaki shapeshifters, wouldn't you say? No. If they were shapeshifters, they wouldn't have needed to poison your DNA. Exactly. Now that you understand that that the keep, keep in mind, Anunnaki is an umbrella term. There are Anunnaki which are shapeshifters, but the Anunnaki everybody means when they say Anunnaki, the Nibirites. Yeah, they're basically genetically your guys' cousins. They have roughly the same biological capabilities you do, which means they are you know morphogenic species like you, 
but that shape-shifting takes place over generations like you you know what i mean um there are shapeshifters out there you know the alpha draconians can shapeshift and then there's also a race of, of reptilian shapeshifters on this planet which are native to this planet but it, that's a different kind of shapeshifting you know they with yeah, them it's like a muscular reflex is, you know my evidence is if you saw a picture of set with the uh, the head uh, and the uh, the beak and some of the others the heads don't you know the heads can't be there they're avatars, aren't they? Yeah. They're, how they're presenting themselves. But I don't believe that's not their true form. They're not physical like that with muscular bodies. In reality, that's not their true form. No. Hence, they've shapeshifted into that form. In a manner of speaking. But again, we have to, we have to, you have to understand that we're, we're talking, when you're talking about shapeshifting, I'm going to use a, a bit of from, from one of my favorite fictions of all time. We're talking about the idea of a woman turning into a tiger. Okay, this can be accomplished a number of ways if when, once you can bend reality. And for those of you who, who used to play the role-playing game, you know what I'm going to say. So, so, for example, you're a woman, right? You want to turn into a tiger. So, so maybe you invite the spirit of a tiger into you and let the spirit change you like the Navajo, like the Navajo skinwalkers, right? That's one way of shape-shifting. Maybe you transfer your mind into a tiger. That's another form of shape-shifting. Okay, maybe you bend light around you so that light becomes hard and you create an illusion of a tiger around your body. That's another form of shapeshifting. When you're talking about shapeshifting, you have to ask yourself what the nature of the shift is. Is it, does it, is it taking place on the conscious level or is it taking place in the cells? You know, the, the, the beings that the Hindus call Naga and the Native Americans just call serpent people because we're smarter. Uh, <laughs> they shapeshift by flexing their muscles like octopi do you know they just flex and they shapeshift you see what i mean the draconians that you guys keep catching like like the like the they lose their concentration and a part of their face shifts right that's a that's a function of the veil that's a mental shapeshifting do you see what i mean so shapeshifting is a very wide topic way wider than people think you know and there are a almost infinite number of ways to accomplish it. I agree. So, uh, John, Johnny says paranoia is kicking in. Are you okay, Johnny? Oh, hi, John Lordy. Hi, Johnny Lordy. Welcome to our show. Thank you for watching. All right. Let me know how you feel, Johnny. All right. Christopher Gibbons says, I'm an agent of chaos. You probably are. You're an agent of bringing people together. Do you ever go into his chat rooms, Cassidy? Who? Christopher Gibbons. Oh, uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, I talk to Chris on the phone sometimes late at night when, you know, he's lonely, bored, you know. <laughs> Me and Chris talk sometimes. I want to get him on the show sometime. He's, he's a pretty interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like that. Chris, you've got a Christopher Gibbons. You've got to come on the show. You've got to come on the show sometime. Now, we uh -huh. have been on for an hour and 49 minutes, not counting the technical difficulties at the beginning. So what do you want to do? It's uh, it's up to you. It's up to you guys. Shannon, what do you want to do? Uh, John, Nibiru came and went in 2016. People don't Everybody like thinks it's still up there. No, because they still are being told that it's up there. Yeah. 
<laughs> people keep thinking that Nibiru is coming because, quite frankly, there are a lot of celestial bad guys out there. Uh, Earth is in a shooting gallery. If you know your astronomy, you know this. <laughs> you know, um, Nibiru came and went in 2016, and quite frankly, it basically 2016 was the year the Sumerians said it was coming. Even with the adjustment for math, and even with all the adjustments, it is. It, the object that entered the the entered the solar system in 2016 had all the effects Nibiru was supposed to have. It came in at the right angle, the right time, and at the right orbital path. The thing is, what people are afraid of with Nibiru is what's called a Tiamat cycle. Now, what defines a Tiamat cycle is this. Now, if this is the okay, um, here we go. If this is the sun, right? My weed canister. My weed canister is the sun. How appropriate. So if this is the if this is the sun, right? Earth comes around like this, right? Right. Nibiru comes like this. Okay. So if if Earth is going around this way, Nibiru comes this way, right? Now, if Nibiru passes around the sun at the same time that the Earth is, so that Nibiru and the Earth are on the same time as the sun, Tiamat cycle. The tectonic plates will shift. Some of them will flip. And yes, I said flip. Uh, this, the last the last Tiamat cycle wasn't that bad, but the Native Americans still remember it. They still remember a portion of the North American continent yeah. flipping. Somebody's here. Would you go see what it is? Yeah, thank you. Sorry. So that that that's the kind of when when Earth and Nibiru pass around the same time, the gravitational forces are too much. It yanks the Earth off. That's not what happened this time. Earth was if here's the sun. Earth was here. Nibiru was here. We could. So. Oh. So yes. Uh, David says Kasichin said uh, like a. Is it white? So, Dad, uh, get your keys out and get out there and get it. She didn't lock the door. My puppy, my puppy got out somehow. Can, Sorry. Can you mute? Can you mute your your microphone when you're talking to the family? Yeah, I wasn't talking to the family. Somebody just walked in my door and ah. said they had my dog. See, that's when Cassidy uses a head for something that's not a head. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay, Lyrans. Okay, with uh, I know humans are the same way, so I'm not bragging. But with us, pets are family. So if you come to my door with like, hey, I got your dog, you might as well have said, hey, I got your kid. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to take you around for a drag by your jaw, buddy. Wow. Oh, he dug. Yeah, he digs out. He dug out from underneath the gate. Yeah, but the, Cassidy is over overreacts to stuff like that. <laughs> so I'm not saying my reaction is right. Well, uh, I'll take the opportunity then to promote this show again. We're on tomorrow night. We are broadcasting tomorrow night, everyone. Uh, we, we are broadcasting a show with John Barry, Barry John Bauer on it. Barry John Bauer will be our guest. And he's treasure hunting. And he is down in some vaults. And he may be able to knock a wall down and discover treasure behind it. That's going to be fun. And so we will be there live watching... Barry John Bauer, uh, look for treasure uh, in the hidden vaults. And I hope you are join us too. We'll be on tomorrow at the same time. And uh, we'll be, be notifying you in the notification section. So keep your eyes on the notification section around this time, okay? 
David says, David says that crazy Nancy leader is who started that Nibiru is coming around and destroying the earth in eight and then 2000 and then 10 and then 2012, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you about that, but I want to point out that my experience with researching Nibiru began when I was six. Um, I, I had to read uh, Chariots of the Gods and um, one of my homework assignments was to plot out the orbital path and the destruction and the safe spots for when it was going to come around. So 20, 2016 is my calculations, not anybody else's. And then it turned out I was right. So, or, well, if that, what, that object may not be Nibiru. Okay. Let's, let's, let's be honest. I could be wrong. That object that came in 2016 might not be Nibiru, but according to all Cassidy's calculations, it basically everything worked exactly like my model predicted. So, nah. well, they did say that it comes around about every thirty-five hundred years. So, if you go back to all of that, yeah, yeah to I my that's what my figure has been when the FBI people were letting right. it go and they were buying all the property up in the Ozarks because it was going to hit our planet and flood us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing is, I found a discrepancy, and I'm not really sure what the actual thing is, so maybe the audience can help us out here. I found the discrepancy, which has led, led me to confusion my whole life, and I'm not sure if it's every 3,500 years or every 350 years. There's a discrepancy in the, uh, in the um, uh, Sumerian translations. Some of Sitchin's detractors have mentioned it. So what do you guys think? Well, David Nash says they did find a Planet X, but it might not be Nibiru. Yeah. You, you guys remember the old Looney Tunes cartoons, right? So who here is old enough to remember when Marvin the Martian was just Marvin, and he was from Planet X, right? Oh, that's right. Right. Now, check yeah, it out. Yeah, that's right. A few years before uh, before Nibiru came through, what did the, what did the uh, astrologers do? They come out and said, oh, no, 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 Nibiru, or not Nibiru, um, Pluto, not a planet, not a planet, not a planet. At the same time, all the references to, all the old references to planet, planet X got scrubbed. You know, now Marvin's from Mars, you see. All the old cartoons that said Planet X, 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 they're gone now. You see what I mean? Pluto... When it got downgraded, right, Nibiru was no longer planet X because X means 10. It's, it's, it's a numerical. It's a Roman numeral. It's the 10th planet. You see, it's all a ruse to get people to not be afraid. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, every 3,600 years it's uh, performed its uh, orbit. Is it 3,600? Like I said, I, it, it, there's a discrepancy and I can't figure it out because guys suck with math. <laughs> 3,600 years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's basically it, really. Thank you, everybody, for watching the show. Okay. Yeah, there's so Thank many you. subjects to cover. <laughs> Sorry well, we didn't get to the questions. Other subjects that we do intend to cover is black helicopters, giants, angels are not aliens, they're celestial, and celestial is kin. And was Tesla a psychic? See, to keep you interested, very good subjects, especially black helicopters, you wouldn't believe it. Anyway, what do you know about black helicopters, Cassidy? Uh, that depends on what, what, what kind we're talking about. When you guys, when people say black helicopters, I just think like a black helicopter, you know, but then I, I've been hearing... Helicopters. 
can shrink yeah. down to a right minute size and they go inside they do they've been in cows and things like that to try them out yeah so and i they burst out of cow's abdomen I think. unfortunately i don't know much about that human technology is difficult for me at best um that being said it's possible that these things are related to the black goo i've heard i've read theories there's not my theories i've read them that these these the little things are what's spreading the yeah. black goo, the black goo to people wow and then i heard uh, christy martin well that makes not about black helicopters yeah yeah i was just gonna say christy uh has seen and uh, there's aliens in one form but then there's like people that are uh, you know these different things these different projects that are up there too that don't want to be seen and they're usually you know have have a base real close by yes not marked what do you want to say shannon it's it's harder when we have four on the show because it's trying yeah. to get everyone to talk isn't it shannon and you yeah. become the quiet one what do you want to no say? i was just no i was just having uh i was just thinking about all these different uh Okay, I'm gonna play back the video later, and I'm gonna hear what you said. I said it's the quiet ones you gotta watch. <laughs> See? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so but I was listening to uh, the discussion about aliens, archons, possession, you know, hearing voices, and just kind of a little amazed at how these are all connected to each other. Maybe connections are imaginary. I'm fully willing to admit that, but it's no. still. Really they are. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm going over them in my mind because, okay, am I full of it or does this have like some logic behind it? That's, that's the so. direction. We should do a show about that, Shannon, on Reloaded. We should do a show, even with you, Oprah, as well. We should do a show on that. Don't you think so? Yeah. They about the archons? Possessions and voice hearers, they all go together. Yes. And we should do a show on that. Just that again, we haven't covered possessions yet because it's such a big subject. It takes a whole show to cover possessions, and we can add archons to that yeah. and voice yeah. hearing. But possessions, we could talk about demons, you know, and the varieties of demons. Yeah. And experiences, yeah. any experiences that you've had. I've had many with demons. Any experiences you've had that uh, you could share with us would be great about demons. How much time do you got? Yeah, I was just gonna say. Shannon, <laughs> Shannon and I have been hunting demons since I was 16 years old. We have a lot of experience. No, no, seriously. There's a reason why in California they call us the real life Constantine. Um, yeah. yeah. About the same age myself. So oh, yeah. I've been trying to talk about demons. this. I, I had a fault for me life though. I didn't fight them. I fought me to save myself. You know, because they were trying to squeeze a life out of me and. Uh, but I would, you know, you know, like I didn't in combat. I wouldn't say I was in combat. I was more self-defense. That's what I was every time. Every time it's been self-defense. That's probably well, that's what Cass was. Time. Yeah, Cass was just saying that earlier. That in order to fight them off, we have to go into ourselves instead of trying to fight them. We have to go into ourselves and fight our own whatever is happening in there to get past it. Exactly. People have been saying true. for a long time that our that our generation's great war is a spiritual war. They had no idea how true that was. Yeah. Oh. Truly, Astrid said, "You are all awesome. Thank you for doing these live shows." And uh, Johnny Lordy says, "Take care, guys. Cheers for the information." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we got a few uh, 
yes, put a bit some support there. Thank you, everybody, for watching again. It's been a pleasure to have you join us, and uh, we hope you've uh, enjoyed yourself too, and you've taken some valid information from the show for you to research. As Cassidy would say, don't don't listen to us. Do your own research and figure it out for yourself. I'm and dressed like exactly. I'm dressed like Han Solo for. I'm dressed like Han Solo for rice cake. There, we, I almost lost another cookie. I'm dressed like Han Solo. Don't listen to me. Shh. You know, listen to your heart. <laughs> and like, I believe I share words of wisdom. However, I would say research because you might have a different views to mine. Do you see what I mean? You have to bear that into take that into consideration. But like, I, I, I do form my opinions. Well, like, I'm open-minded to the concept of all things. That way, I leave plenty of room for wisdom and enlightenment. That's a, a value that I follow all the time, a uh, procedure. All right, so should we do the outro? Yes, okay then. Thank you, Shannon Lightwing, for appearing in the show. And we'll have you back on Reloading as well. And, and tomorrow as well, if you want to, we'll be having John Barry on board. We'll be watching. Oh, dear, there'll be so That's much. What an exciting show tomorrow's going to be, everybody. Where yep. we'll be live in England, in the vaults, under where King Henry the Grounds, King Henry the Eighth, John Barry John Bauer is going down into the vaults uh, yeah. and following the tunnels, and he's going to try and break through a wall. And let's uh, let's not let's not give too much information. He, he's he's out, he's operating outside the law, so let's not give too much information. We don't want the popo waiting for him. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for watching. Thank you, Shannon Lightwood. Thank you, Opal Moon. Uh, thank you for being here and thank you, Cassidy Light with Mark Ohos. Uh, thank you for having us. See you guys thank tomorrow. <clears throat> That's all the time we have for now, dear lights. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to hit that like button and share with your friends. We have a great many people to reach, but we are only as strong as our signal. The world can be a scary place, but you don't have to face it alone. We love you, everybody. Be safe out there. <laughs>